So if I talk to you about sharing about ETV, come on up. Um, ETV is our high school camp. Um, I don't know if any of them heard me. If you're sharing about ETV, come on up. Um, ETV is our high school camp. This has been going on, I think the camp's been going on since 2000. Um, it, uh, it's made up of a bunch of uh, churches locally. This year we added two churches. Um, the confusing thing is one of them is Journey in Camas, and then the other one was a Journey in Spokane, so at least they're in different cities, but we had two Journey churches with us. Savannah, you're up here. Sweet. All right. Nobody knows. It's okay. Um, anyway, we, we had a great year of camp. Uh, we had, um, gosh, I'm mixing up all the camps. I think we had about 160 students there. Uh, we've been really blessed. We've had the same speaker the last three or four years. His name's CJ Coffey. Uh, one of the best camp speakers I've ever had. Um, and the theme was, uh, was rescued. And, and uh, he, he did a good job of taking us through the book of Esther, which is totally a normal camp book to do. I'm being very sarcastic if you don't know. Um, he did an, an awesome job of, uh, of leading us this week. So I'll, I'll, let, I'll let them share uh, about the week. Okay, so um, for me, like, a lot in the past, like, I was, like, a lot about, like, should and not want, like, when it came, like, for my faith and stuff. Like, I would, like read my Bible because, like, I should, and I would pray because I should, and, like, I felt obligated to, but it wasn't really because, like, like, I honestly wanted to, you know, and so, like, towards, like, the end of last year, like, or last school year, I um, got really busy, so, like, it got harder for me to come to youth group, and so, like, I think, like, with that distance, and also because, like, my faith wasn't really, like, I wanted, like, necessarily wanted it, like, it was easy for me to, like, like, yeah, like, get distant, and, like, like, I started, like, having a lot of doubts and stuff, and so, like, and, like, I just, like, like, about other things, and, and like, and, like, putting, like, a lot of it into, like, my friends and stuff, and so, um, I went to ETV, and, like, the, like, the main question that was asked was, like, can you trust God, and, like, at that point, like, I wasn't sure if I could because, like, I was, like, doubting so much. But, like, just, like, being there was, like, encouragement to, like, start, um, <laughs> sorry, to pray for faith. And, like, except, like, this time, like, I wanted it to be real. I didn't want to, like, pray for faith and be, like, oh, well, I have faith now. <laughs> like, I wanted to, like, honestly, like, feel it. And so, and I was just going to be honest about it. And, like, just, like, being there, and, like, like, I saw it, like, after, like, praying, and, like, during praying, and, like, just, like, there are so many, like, situations, and, like, stories at camp of, like, situations that, like, God had worked in, that he was working in still, and then there was a big one in my life, too, that, like, just, like, became obvious, and I was, like, hello, and, um, (laughs) and, uh, and it was just, like, really good, and, like, also, like, for the doubts, like, I had, like, a ton of questions and stuff, and, like, I was, like, encouraged I think by like like to just like look for like answers to those and like the thing is like and like I did get some but like I probably like always have questions you know and but the thing is like I'll probably oh like always have faith too you know and like I think faith is just so important then like also like just like the power of prayer because like (laughs) it works and like I don't know like it just like wasn't I guess, like, obvious, because, like, I tried to do everything that I prayed for, whereas, like, like, now, like, I want to, like, see God do what I pray for, you know, and so, yeah. And I, I forgot to say, this is Brooke, um, Brooke Kelly, and you're going to be a junior, right, at Camas High School, so here's Savannah. Hi, I'm Savannah, um, so I just wanted to start off with, like, a little bit of a background of where I was coming from before I went to ETV. Um, So I applied for Boise State, and that was all going good, and I was excited to go off to university because no one in my family has, so I thought it would be something new and um, just somewhere where I could start my life. But then I got the opportunity opportunity to go to Africa, and that's something that I was really excited about because I've been wanting to go to Africa, like, for a really long time. And um, so I dropped the Boise application. I didn't finish it, and then... I ended up starting getting ready for Africa, and my mom was, like, talking me into it more and more, and 
I just had an awesome opportunity because my aunt's best friend um, lives there and she owns an orphanage. So I'd go and over there and I'd help her at the orphanage. And so that was really cool for me. But then my mom said that I probably wouldn't be able to go just with like finances, like financially and just things like that. So I was like kind of bummed because then I didn't get to apply for Boise. But so then I was also later when I found out, so I couldn't apply for Clark at the time. So now I have to wait till winter quarter to go to Clark. And so I was just kind of bummed. So I kind of started forgetting about it and I went to ETV. And ETV has always been something like huge for me. Um, like just everything, like the message, like things, CJ has like spoke to me so many times. And um, this year I didn't really get anything huge out of the message. Of course it was all really good, but nothing like hit me, probably just because I was a little frustrated with my plans and trying to plan everything out. And um, so I was somewhat frustrated, but I still had a little, like a lot of fun. Um, and that was really cool. And then the bus ride home, uh, Dan Gamelin asked me, or was like, made a joke, like, yeah, my seat buddy doesn't want to talk to me. And I was like, oh, I'll talk to you. And so we had, like, he started off with like, what was your highlight of the week? And I was like, uh, I really don't know, maybe like Lake Day, and he's like kind of just asking about the message, and I just said, well, nothing really big, and then he asked like what I wanted to get out of it, and then I said like just kind of building relationships with like people, and especially my two younger sisters, just because I want them to be stronger in their faith, and like I want to be closer to them because I'm not really that close with them, and I just want to be like a better, bigger sister to them. And then I told him, like, everything would happen, and he goes, well, that sounds like Providence to me. Like, you didn't end up going to Boise and because you had a chance at Africa, but maybe God didn't want you at Africa at this point, and so he's keeping you here, and he doesn't want you to go to Clark because he wants you to spend that extra time with your sisters. And I was like, huh, <laughs> <That> makes sense. <laughs> so that was, a, that was just huge for me. Like, that was, and then I told him, like, that was the highlight of my week. Like, and it just showed, like, that it doesn't have to be at camp. It can be before camp. It can be after camp. And it was just so cool to see because, like, honestly, it was a huge eye-opener and just cleared a lot of things up and um, just made me see a lot more. And I'm saving up money this year to go to Africa and uh, next summer, which will be really cool. And if God doesn't want me to go, I guess I'm not going to go. And so, um, but I also had the chance to go to Malibu, which is a camp in Canada, and the ride was really long. Um, it was like six hours to the borders from the border, two hours to the ferry, off the ferry, or on the ferry for an hour, off the ferry for two more hours on the bus, off the bus to another boat for three more hours, and I was like, it's going to be a long trip. <laughs> but it ended up being really rewarding and just getting to know my girls. They were all freshmen going to be sophomores, and um, I just got to build relationships with them, too, and it was just so cool to see, um, especially the very last day, like, the Holy Spirit was just speaking through me, like, saying things that I didn't even know what I was even talking about, and it cleared up things for girls, and um, it was just really cool, and I had an amazing experience, and um, just a lot of things have cleared up this summer, and it's been really great. This is my first year going to ETV. Um, I have so many stories, you're just going to have to come and talk to me because I could take all day. Um, a friend of mine had gone to ETV the year before, and I have sat where you are sitting and watched these kids come back from camp year after year, and every year I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> because when you, you guys come back, it's like, what goes on? It's so amazing to see you guys come back, and then you continue to show Jesus' love to each other. I can't tell you how many people I ran into at ETV, adults, when they asked me where, what church I was from, they went, oh, Harvest. I wish I was from Harvest. You people know how to love each other. That is such a great thing. So anyway, my friend said, you need to go because this is God's kingdom come to be here with these kids. And I thought, in the middle of a desert, really hot, with a bunch of high school kids kingdom come. <laughs> and, but there were so many things that were absolutely God picking me up by the scruff of the neck and saying, see, see, all week long, the very first day, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, the, the very first day there was the buses coming down the road, 
dust roiling behind them, and the kids all hanging out, and all the nurse in me was just going, ah! but s- screaming and yelling, and the staff running out to meet the buses. That's what it's going to be like when we go home. That's what it's going to be like. That is God's kingdom. Kingdom people coming to camp, coming home to be with each other and to love each other. Yeah? And to spend the whole week with other people who were working with these kids and becoming a team together, just amazing. And I want to encourage you, if you're sitting here and thinking, I would never do that, I am going to be praying on my knees for those of you that wonder, because it is a privilege to be God's hands and feet with these people and to worship with them. You just did worship with them. Amazing. Amazing. And if you want to come on Wednesday nights and be with these kids, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to do it. The end. That's great. Debbie's our lead recruiter for for youth staff. Uh, I'm going to invite up Matt. He's going to talk about Young Life. But um, today's not a commercial for camps. Today is, is, um, it's about, you know, just what God has done. However, <laughs> um, ETV next year is July 5th through the 11th. I- if you want to come, um, it is highly likely that I can find a place for you. Uh, some of our other camps, like it's just a little harder to, to find a niche. ETV, we put the whole thing on by ourselves. We, we do uh, almost everything. So um, if you want to cook, if, if you want to be on a prayer team, if, if you want to drive boats, if you uh, have medical background, like we, we just need so many different kinds of people. So if you, if you think at all, like, oh, maybe, maybe I should go next year, uh, talk to me or talk to Matt. We would love to, um, to help you find a place to be there because it, it would it'd be so good to have you there. It's, to me, um, it's, my, it's the clearest picture of the body of Christ every year because it's just a bunch of different people that that are coming and for the most part we get to do like the things that we're gifted at by God which is so freeing to to do that and not all the other stuff too um you still have to do some other stuff but um but man we we just get to be the body in this in this place for a week and and it's so so good so anyway Matt um so I work with Young Life as well I'm on staff with them as kind of a church partner and missional staff to Camas High School and in case you've never heard of what Young Life is or Wildlife, um, it's an outreach um, arm of the church ministry um, to kids that probably would never want to step into a church building or go to a youth group. Um, we kind of coin them the furthest out kid. Um, the kid that, um, that furthest out kid can be the kid that sits by himself at lunch every single day or the kid that is living it up thinking he has everything um, because he's got money and he parties and he's got all this and girls are included in that too and, and all that kind of stuff. So that can look like a spectrum um, of different students. But this year I got to go to two camps, um, both Canyon and Creekside, which is at Washington Family Ranch, which is misleading because it's not in Washington, but it's in Oregon, um, in Antelope, Oregon. Um, and so one of our students, Matt Dennis, he, uh, he took a GoPro uh, with him and made this little vi- video. So let's just check out um, Canyon and kind of a little preview of some of the stuff we get to do. But it's an awesome, awesome week. Um, and, and we do a lot of cool things, but the biggest thing is that every night, um, and actually sometimes multiple times a day, uh, we all come together in this, this place called Club. Um, and these students get to hear the full picture of the gospel over the course of a week. Um, the, what God intended in the beginning when brokenness and sin entered the world, his redemption plan through Jesus, the cross, and then the resurrection, and now what life with Jesus looks like. Um, so I'm going to invite up um, Michael and Kathleen. Kathleen's going to share about Canyon, and Michael's going to share about Creekside, where we took um, 22 freshman boys. We got back yesterday, um, and that was pretty awesome. But um, it's been so cool uh, to bring some of these students that I've gotten to know through youth group um, over the last couple years because um, I've seen them step up, especially this year as leaders and um, as disciple makers among their peers and walking alongside these kids that that don't know Jesus yet. So they're going to share some of their stories with you. Hi, I'm Kathleen and I just graduated. And like Matt said, I went to Young Life Camp And I have notes because 
Um, I have a really bad memory, and a lot of good stuff happened, and I want to make sure that you guys get a little taste of what I got to experience. So um, a little background about me. I grew up in the church, and so with the whole idea of Young Life Camp, I didn't see, like, how that would benefit me at all because, like, I know God, I love him, like, yeah, that's cool and stuff, but, like, I thought Young Life Camp was only for those people who... um, that don't know God, and I was like, well, that's not me, so I shouldn't go. But then, um, just, like, knowing more about it and, like, understanding what my role would be as a believer, um, more opportunities came up, and doors opened, and uh, I was actually able to go. And originally, I wanted to take some volleyball girls that uh, don't know God, and I was going to go with them. And then they didn't end up getting to go, and so I was like, should I still go? And then, like, it was evident that um, there were people that God wanted me to pursue and uh, go after there. So I did end up going. Um, And so growing up, like, I didn't think that camp would be for me, but, like, that's the thing. It's not about me, like, at all. Like, once I made camp, like, about those girls and about God, like, it was so evident that I needed to be there. And Um, just, like, making it all about not myself for once in my life, like, was so, like, difficult and, like, stretching, but it was also really good because, like, like, it wasn't about my fun times or my time at the canyon. Like, it was about uh, what would be best for those people. And so that's when the Lord started using me, and he led me to the people, and all I did was just say, okay, God, like, whoever I'm supposed to be with, like, I'll be obedient, and um, it was crazy, like, I would be sitting down, and it's really hard for me, like, not to be with people and, like, be doing things, and I would just sit down and be like, okay, God, like, who am I supposed to be with, and then he would just, like, someone would walk up to me and, like, ask to hang out, and I'd be like, okay, well, God does answer prayers for sure, Um, and so I'll share a quick little story that is kind of like symbolism for the whole week. Uh, One of my really good friends, Savannah, who I met um, at camp, not that Savannah, a different one, Um, (laughs) she is really scared of heights, and so am I. And so she wanted to go on the swing that in the video, and I was like, okay, like, sure, I'll do it and stuff. And I kind of, like, had to just be like, okay, God, like, help me not be scared so that she won't be scared. And we were up there, like, at the very top, and she is, like, shaking and crying and uh, she's not, like, having it. And they wanted me to, like, be the one to reach back and pull the thing. And I was like, I'm so scared of heights. I should not do this. <laughs> but, um, and it was tricky because she was, like, panicking. And uh, as I went back to pull it, she looked me in the eyes and she was like, Kathleen, do not pull that. And I, <laughs> I, and I was like, okay, well, there's no other way down. And so, <laughs> but every time I would go back to pull it, she would just, like, say no and stuff like that. And, like, it's hard because you can't explain to a non-believer, like, God's going to protect you. Like, we're going to be okay. Like, um, and so I was just like, trust me. Like, everything's going to be fine. Like, we're going to be okay. We're going to get to the bottom before you even know it. Just, like, look at me and everything's going to be okay. And then as I pulled back, she's like, no, and I just, like, pulled it. (laughs) But although that doesn't seem like a thing that would symbolize trust, like, it actually did because um, she was okay and, like, we were unharmed. And and so she was able to, like, that really got the week going, and um, it was easy for her to, like, open up and stuff. And so... Uh, back to, like, the week. Growing up, I was always, like, fearful of what people thought of me and um, whether I would be too shy or too crazy, like, too religious, like, not religious enough. And, um, like, Young Life Camp totally, like, took that and, like, made that not apparent anymore because it wasn't, like, about me or, like, I couldn't think about how ridiculous, like, I looked all the time. It was about God and... um, That was, like, really good in a growth kind of way. Uh, So I wanted to quench, like, the Holy Spirit and, like, what he had for me and, like, more than I wanted to make people happy. And that's when, like, it all fell into place. And um, 
there's a lot of notes, sorry. Um, so I, at camp, I had to dance a lot. Like, they always had music playing. And, like, I danced, like, all the time. And <laughs> it was, like, in order to make the girls, like, comfortable around me. And um, it took, like, me making a fool out of myself, like, in order for them to feel like I was, like, hip enough, I guess. And, um, <laughs> which is, like, it actually worked because the more I danced, like, the more they felt comfortable, and that's all glory to God because my dance moves are not something to boast about. Um, but I actually had, like, a few girls in small group share, like, that dancing with me was one of their, like, highlights of their day or something like that. And that's just, like, a huge testimony to, like, I just, like, embarrassed myself, but it was okay because, like, it made them, like, feel comfortable, and uh, I was really lucky, like, that God used my really bad disco move to glorify him. Um, So also, like, in small group, I had to share, like, some of the dark and, like, shameful things about myself, and, um, which is always difficult, but in order for my girls to feel safe, like, that was what I needed to do, and so, um, I just got to share, like, all of that, and that, like, established trust, like, more and more, and so that was cool to um, be able to just be, like, vulnerable, like, with them, and also, Alyssa asked me to uh, lead a small group, like, later on in the week, and that was, like, terrifying, because I did not want to do that, and I didn't, like, feel qualified at all, and I really wanted to be seen as, like, a peer instead of, like, a staff member, but the more, like, I prayed to God, like, about it, like, it was just evident, like, I needed to trust him, and, like, if I wanted to lead these girls, like, at home, like, I needed to start, like, fully leading them there, and um, so it took a lot of, like, prayer and uh, trust in God, but, like, the Holy Spirit, like, totally, like, moved in me and uh, gave me, like, the words when I definitely, like, did not feel, like, smart enough or, um, good enough to be leading those girls and so that was awesome uh so to wrap it up like all in all like it would have been a very emotionally and physically draining week but um like once I started relying on God's strength instead of mine like I like wasn't that tired at the end and I was just like okay this is awesome like I want my life to look like camp and um just be totally like ready for anything and so like I just want to say thanks to all those people who bought pizza cards from me, and uh, I hope you enjoyed your pizza. <laughs> Hello, uh, I'm Michael. I went to Creekside with Matt, and um, pretty short, um, but I'll get to that. So this week, just kind of like going forward, this week, like really helped me to realize how big God really is. Like, my whole life, I grew up, like, going to church with my mom and stuff, and um, going to youth group since middle school and all this stuff, and, like, I knew, I know, like, all the stories and everything. I'm like, hey, God, like, created the whole universe and, like, flooded the whole earth, like, all this stuff. He's pretty big and all this stuff, and, but I didn't, sometimes I just didn't, like, give him credit for certain things. Like, I was like, oh, he's big, but that wasn't him, you know, and <clears throat> so this week kind of helped me to realize, like, how much he really can do and um, and how little he needs to be able to do these really big things. And uh, so like Matt was saying, very short notice. Uh, I wake up Monday morning, come downstairs, and it's like I woke up really, really late in the afternoon. I was, I was tired, so I was kind of making lunch instead of breakfast. But... Um, so it's like later in the day and everything already, and I'm kind of trying to plan out what I'm going to do. I forget what I was doing that day, but I had plans. And um, and so then Matt texts me. He's like, hey, you want to go on an adventure with me? And I was like, um, I can't today. Uh, what are you doing tomorrow? And he's like, then he calls me, and I was like, hey, um, sorry, I don't think I can do anything today. He's like, no, that's not what I was going to ask. What are you doing tomorrow through Saturday? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, so you know that Creekside camp that I was – uh, that I'm going to, I'm like, yeah, he's like, well, we need, like, a one-to-five student-to-leader ratio or whatever, and we have, like, a one-to-ten right now or something like that. He's like, so do you think you can come? And I was like, uh, let me call my parents. <laughs> so I hung up with him and, like, called my parents, and they're like, I don't think we have anything going on. 
and stuff. And so, like, after that, I didn't have any excuses really not to go, other than just, like, me being, like, it's a whole week. Like, this is really short notice. I don't know if I can do this. Like, I've never led anybody this in this way before and stuff. And I was just like, man, I can't do this. And so I called him back, and, like, half of me was, like, going to say, like, I don't think I can do it. And then I or no, he texted me, I think. He's like, so can you do it? And I was like, um, I think so. And he's like, how, he's like, what percent sure are you that you can go? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, my parents said yes. And he's like, okay, we need to talk later today about, like, just some, some of the rules and stuff of being a leader and, like, all stuff. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going. <laughs> and, and, like, that day was my, mom's, was my mom's birthday, actually. And so we went out and took her to dinner and everything. And it was, like, a nice restaurant. So it was, like, a two-hour dinner. So we got home, and it was pretty late, and I had to do laundry still. So I put all my clothes in the washing machine. I had to wait for that to finish. And then I get to Matt's house at, like, 1030 at night, and we're filling out the health form at, like, 11 or something like that. Go to sleep, wake up in the morning, and then we're off to camp. And I've never met any of these kids in my life. Like, I don't know anything about them except for their middle schoolers, and they have a ton of energy. <laughs> and that was probably the biggest understatement of this whole entire service so far but um so i get there and all these kids are like super excited and they're all super good friends right so they're all like grouping together and hanging out like what's up man like high five and bro hugging like all this stuff and i'm like wow this is what am i getting myself into like they don't know who i am they're not going to listen to a thing i'm saying like all that stuff and we get on the bus and i got on later and so matt and i just ended up sitting next to each other and all these kids were sitting next to each other and everything and so i wasn't really able to like get to know them super well um, and whatnot, but so we get to camp and stuff, and we're just hanging out and, like, having a really good time, and, like, the more I'm hanging out with these kids, the more, like, close I feel with them, and we eat meals, meals, of course we eat meals, but, um, so the way that it happens at Young Life is leaders go in a couple minutes early and pour the water for the students at the table to make sure that they're hydrating, because otherwise they get dehydrated, and so you sit there, and they turn the music on, the students start coming, and you have to, like, dance, and pretend to have all this energy that you don't have. And um, actually, in one of the staff meetings, they said, like, leaders, your energy level has to be 150%, and then your students will come up to 100% energy level. And that was, like, the most true thing. Like, you have to have so, you have to be so excited about everything for them to be excited about things. And so then they'd come and sit down and everything, and we just had this time where we were just able to laugh and, like, bond during the meals and everything. And that was for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all that stuff. And so there was eight other students at the table we had a cabin of 12 people and so it was like part of the cabin I was able to get to know them I didn't know any of their names so I was like sitting there during the meals kind of like waiting for them to call each other by name so that I could kind of learn their names and stuff and so um, there was that and then we get back to cabin time and Matt's been there before been a leader for a few years now and gone to several camps and so I was just kind of like letting him take lead on that and just kind of sat back and I said hardly anything and um but as Matt said, like, Young Life has this mission of reaching out to people and the farthest out kids. And there were several kids there who have been to church and been going to church their whole life, but there was also several kids that didn't know anything. And there was one kid who, like, never been to church, never held a Bible or anything like that, but he was still really good friends with all these other kids. And so, um, <clears throat> and so, like, keeping in mind, like, this mission of being able to reach out to people, like, I thought that was me. Like, I was like, I need to do that. Like, I need to start reaching out to these kids, and I need them to know who Jesus is, and I need this, and I got to do this, and God's going to use me, and I'm going to do that. And, like, the more the week went on, like, I was just not feeling. Like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't saying much during, I didn't have much to say during these cabin times and everything, and I was like, wow, like, I'm failing these kids. I'm failing God and all this stuff. And then later in the week, we had um, I don't even know, 15-minute quiet time is what they call it or something like that. I don't know. And um, so after club, which is when you go in and dance and sing and learn, have the lesson and play games and all that stuff, after that, they're like, okay, hey, we're going to do 15 minutes of quiet time. Just go out. Don't be with any of your friends. Just by yourself, 15 minutes. And, like, a lot of these kids probably was their first time ever praying to God and stuff. So it was, like, a really cool time for the kids. And as a leader, I'm like, wow, these kids are hopefully getting a lot out of it. I'm going to pray for them because... Like, that's what I should do as a leader, pray for my kids and stuff. And then, like, God really put it on my heart because I was feeling at this moment, like, I'm going to get back to cabin time, and I'm just going to, like, preach to them and stuff. And then um, God just put it on my heart, like, I can't limit what he does. Like, he can, he can use me if he wants, but, like, 
he's so much bigger than that. Like, he doesn't need me to do anything. And besides, like, I'm just an 18-year-old out of high school, four years older than these students. Like, I was practically a camper there at a middle school camp, you know. I was, like, the youngest leader there pretty much. And um, so he he just, like, instead of praying for to give me the words, I just, like, wanted to, God's like, no, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to use some other people tonight, and we're going to get the message across that way. And I was like, okay. So we get back to cabin time. I was like, okay, what's what's God got in store for this time for these kids? And um, this was, like, a pretty big, like, thing that they just learned about, you know. And um, I think this was the night when we learned about the resurrection. Um, the, yeah, the cross. And um, so it was, like, a big thing, a big heavy thing that they just learned about and stuff. And I wanted to be able to explain that to them. And these kids, we get back. And these kids would have these questions, and I would have no idea what to say. And I was terrified. I was like, um, I just kind of, like, pause and stuff. And Matt wasn't saying anything, so then that made it, like, when it's quiet, I'm just like, I need to say something. I need to say something. I need to say, I don't know what to say. And then next thing you know, like, these students start speaking up. And the students are the ones, like, these 14-year-old kids are the ones explaining it to their peers in a way that I couldn't even begin to explain, you know. And I'm the leader. Like, I'm supposed to be the one with the words and with the with the wisdom or whatever. And, like, being a camper my whole life, like, I've put so much weight in what my leaders have told me and been like, wow, like, Greg and Matt, like, you guys are, like, the coolest people. Like, you guys are the smartest people and stuff. And, like, being an actual leader, being an actual leader, (laughs) it made me realize, like, no offense to you two, but, like, (laughs) but, like, that was all God. Like, that God was so much bigger than them in my whole role as being a high school and coming all the way through these camps and like learning about God that way that was I mean God put them and used them in my life but he was the one speaking through them and he was the one um, getting the message across and so at camp instead of using me he wanted to use these campers and he wanted to use uh, Eugene the speaker and he wanted to use Brian the musician who came in and gave our cabin the kids from campus like a private concert one night like came in told his testimony and then sang a song for us and stuff, and it was just us in the cabin. And all these kids really connected with him, and, like, God used these people. And I was just there to, like, be with these kids and just, like, hang out with them and show them love. And But God, God's plan wasn't for me to go there and tell them the whole gospel and stuff in one week. And um, so I guess the thing that I learned the most was, like, how big God is and how he can use a 14-year-old instead of any leader to get a get a message across and stuff and so that was that was pretty cool so um a lot of young life camp um couldn't have happened if um not for the support uh for this church from this church so a couple months ago um I was, uh, our area recently for East Clark County Young Life was in deficit and struggling financially, and so they had to put a hard, uh, hard rule on the spots that we had for students to go, um, and uh, that was because we become financially responsible as of April 1st um, for every spot, and, and we have to pay that 500 and whatever crazy amount of dollars it is. And so I came before you guys and, and said, hey, like, I would love to have five more spots than we currently have right now. Um, would you support these um, kids to have spots to camp that currently um, we don't have the, the money for? Um, and it's been unreal to see not only how God worked um, through you and my family um, here at Harvest, but also through others where now uh, currently, for an update, we are 2.6 months ahead um, financially because of all these different um, gifts that have been given um, to East Clark County Young Life. Um, and we're doing really well. Uh, we have an office now. Um, so I'm going to be, if you want to come say hi, uh, Cascade Athletic Club. Um, re- uh, they uh, lease uh, office space there. So me and my boss, Colin, will have an office space at Cascade. Um, and then uh, you made it so five students could go to camp, and we filled all of those um, spots. One kid, um, 11.30 the night before, texted me, can my friend Will go? Um, <laughs> I'm like, sure, dude, why not? Um, so then Will got to go, and... Um, you know, had, didn't have Young Life or anything like that on the radar whatsoever. Um, three brothers um, went. Um, 
Connor uh, and Isaac Heredia both went to uh, Canyon, and then um, the day before, um, their little brother Griffin pulled a will, and I got a call like at like 10, and he came um, the day before, and he got to come to Creekside with a bunch of the kids that he knew as well. Um, about 10 students at Canyon uh, decided to start following Jesus, and then another, about six or seven, decided to start following him at Creekside, and so many, yeah, you can clap for that. And, man, I, um, if you ever want to be humbled, go to a freshman camp, um, because I, like Michael was talking about, uh, I felt a lot of those same things of, like, I need to say this, I need, I didn't know any of these kids either, because they're gonna, the only reason I went is because they're gonna be freshmen this next year, and so kind of bridging that gap from middle school to, to freshman year, and, um, what, I got to, to do and what these students got to do, Savannah at Malibu, Kathleen and Matt and Christian at Canyon, Michael with me at Creekside, is we got to be Jesus to these kids that, that maybe they don't see Jesus much in their life on a day-to-day basis. They don't see Jesus at home. They don't see Jesus at school a ton. They don't see Jesus um, on their sports teams. And we got to for 24 hours, um, and sometimes literally that, the first night, Everybody, when it's hot, drink water, because we had a kid who was puking at one in the morning because he was dehydrated. So I got to be Jesus <laughs> and be with him as he's on the toilet. Um, and, and God uses that stuff, though. Like, God uses anything and everything, like Michael was saying. And are we going to trust him um, to use those things? So I want to say a huge thank you to you guys for the support that you raised for these kids. And some of them wouldn't have gotten to go and wouldn't have maybe accepted Christ in that week if you hadn't put forth the funds to do that. Thank you also for those who support me on a monthly basis so I can do what I do um, with Young Life since we're a nonprofit. And, and the money that you put towards me doesn't just give me a paycheck. It frees me up to get to be Jesus day in, day out um, with, with these kids and with these students. Um, so thank you guys so much uh, for all that you've done. And you can give yourselves a hand for that too. I know that's kind of weird, but I'm clapping. All right, so I'm going to pass it off to Greg, and he's going to talk about dunes. I'm going to preach for 45 minutes, actually. Just kidding. Uh, no, you're just going to hear from two people. <laughs> it's better than me preaching for 45 minutes. So uh, we went to dunes. It's a middle school camp uh, near Long Beach, Washington. It's, it's right there uh, on, on the coast. It's awesome. There were 260 middle schoolers. Just take a second to soak that in. Um, it was nuts and great. Um, I invited them to come. Uh, they were in the band with me. We led worship all week, and they also were co-counselors. So uh, I just want you to hear a bit from, from them and their experience there. All right. Okay, so Greg asked me, like, um, oh, I'm, I'm Rachel. And uh, I'm trying to hurry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> okay, um, 18 years old, just graduated from Camas High School this year, June 13th. Um, and I went to ETV this year as a student, and then was getting geared up to be a counselor for the first time, which I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Greg asked me, like, I don't know, four months ago or something, and I was like, yeah, why not? Um, and then, like, as it got closer to the time, I was like, wait, I'm used to being a student. How do I, like, how do I take on this new role? And first of all, like, like I, I'm used to being around high schoolers, but, like, the only thing worse than high schoolers is middle schoolers. Like... <laughs> Uh, uh, I just, you know, I just think about all the social awkwardness and everything. I'm like, this is going to be terrible. Um, but, and so the other thing is I'm really good with little kids and never, ever dealt with middle schoolers. So I, I only knew from my own experience as a middle schooler and I was like, I don't know how to do this. But, um, ultimately I was relying on God and praying about it and, um, got there, and I was, I was still really excited, but, like, going through the training and being like, oh, we're going to have staff meetings every morning at Odark 100, and I'm like, man, and then other people were like, oh, by the way, you're going to get, like, absolutely zero sleep. A good time to sleep is, like, here and here. I'm like, sleep, like, oh, my gosh. Um, I thought it was exhausting as a student, but anyway, and so the plan was because, uh, Lexi's plans to go off to George Fox University, and we were the only two girl leaders from Harvest that, um, and I'm staying around to go to WSUV, that I would be the leader for our Harvest girls. And I was like, okay, that's, I think that's a decent age range, and like, I, I at least know them, so it'll be, it'll be easier. And if not that, God, I just, give me like sixth graders, because those are like closer to little kids. Like, if they get closer to my age, it's gonna just, mm-mm. Um, and so God had a completely different plan because I get the list, um, like, 
three hours before the kids are supposed to get there. And I'm like, okay, here are my girls. Um, not only do I not recognize any of the names, they're all not even like remotely near this area, but they're all ninth and eighth graders. And I'm like, oh, okay, God, I don't see what you're doing here. Um, and the other thing I was nervous about was being a co-counselor. So um, I was like, well, I'm not going to end up with Lexi because we both are on worship band. And um, if we're both missing, like, during rehearsals and stuff, nobody knows where our girls are at. Eh. So we knew that we weren't going to end up together. Um, and so that was another thing that kind of hit me really fast. Like, oh, no. What if I get somebody who's, like, just too, like, too strict or, like, too loose and then I have to try to do everything that I don't know how to do? But um, that was another way that God just showed that he was in control. He was like, I'm going to give you this perfect girl named Kate. And Kate was just, like, just the right amount of, like, laid back and just really similar style of counseling that I learned I had a style. So we ended up having a really similar style. And I was like, hey, this is great. And so my ninth grade girls, they all pretty much knew each other. So another similar situation to Michael's where I was kind of walking in. I was like, oh, these girls are all like... And not only that, but it was their fifth year here, so or there, um, and so they like knew everything, and I knew nothing. I was like, "All right, guys, you're going to be showing me the ropes." <laughs> but no, seriously, you are. And um, but ultimately, long story short, they ended up loving me like no other. And I was like, freshman girls like can actually like me, like they have souls even. Like what? No, but really, like. It was astounding. Like, they just always wanted to be around me. Sorry about the soul's comments. I didn't know they do. <laughs> okay. Um, and they were like, you have to come back and be high school, high school leader next year and everything. And I'm like, oh. And that's really rough because that's um, same week as ETV. But I just might because the connection I ended up making with those girls was just amazing. And I had no idea that I had, like, the capability of connecting with people that way. And another, another thing with Kathleen's story was, like, I was scared to, like, figure out how to impress them because they're, like, getting into high school. And as you get into high school, things get more complicated, like, when it comes to, like, fitting in and everything. Elementary is easy because it's just, like, you're just, just be funny. Like, like make, do physical humor, that kind of thing. Easy. Um, but then I learned middle schoolers are the same way. So you just, like, dance like an idiot, and they're like, you're the best person ever. Like, how do you do this? Um, so a lot of what Kathleen did, and it just, um, it ended up being so amazing that uh, God just used me in that way. And um, the other thing is that I was not insecure at all. Like, and I felt so, so connected to God and so just not caring, and that's what, like, brought everybody around me and they were like I see that that's what I want I was like this is so cool I'm that I can be this kind of example and God just showed me that um like that's the feeling I want to have all the time is this like complete confidence in him not being insecure at all and he also showed me that there's so much in my life that distracts me from him and I gotta drop it so um, now that's where I'm at as I'm in the process of reevaluating every decision I have made and am making to make sure it glorifies him so I can continue to just be this, um, completely confident girl in God and be an example to everyone, ninth grade, below and up and all around. Praise God. Oh gosh. I have so much time. Hi, I'm Lexi. Um, I'm going to make this as short as possible for you guys. Okay, so that's me and my girls, who I love. Uh, okay, so I went into the week uh, a couple days. So it was the Friday before we left. We left on Sunday. And Rachel texts me, and she goes, do you want to be on the worship team? And I was like, what? And then so <laughs> she goes, yeah, we're practicing right now. And I was like, all right for how long? And then she never texted me back. So I was like, I'm just going to show up. So I did. And then I was on the worship team and it was great. And, um, I didn't have to play guitar. I just had to sing and it was great. I loved it. Um, I noticed when I have to go fast, I talk faster, but I say a lot more words. Um, so, uh, so, um, that was great. And I loved, okay. The coolest thing ever is seeing the middle schoolers not want to worship at all the first night. And then the last night, they're all like lifting their hands up and like worshiping to God. And that's just so cool to see like from like a stage area because you just see all of these hearts just yearning for God and like lifting their hands. And that was just amazing. And I loved it. 
that's just my side note because I just love that. Okay, and then um, so I've had I was a counselor for middle schoolers like two years ago, and they were like incoming sixth graders, so they were a lot younger. And so this year, like Rachel said, she was supposed to have the Camas girls, and I was supposed to have like girls from like the Dunes area. And Rachel, the person who was in charge of the camp, apparently didn't want to listen to Greg and was like, I'm going to put Lexi with the Journey and Camas girls and it's going to be fine. And so I was like, because I was going, I'm going to, I was like, I'm going to George Fox. I'm not going to be able to see them. So what's the point of leaving girls that I like might make a connection with and then not be able to. And so God surprised me and was like, hey, here's some Camas girls. And those are them and they're so great. Um, And so, yeah, these girls, so I came into it. And it was, they didn't all know each other, but it was like two best friends and then two best friends and then two best friends and like some sisters and then all in this group. And then all of a sudden, like they just started like hanging out together and then they were like talking to each other. And I was like, that's so much easier for me because I was scared that there's gonna be like clicks and like drama because you know, middle schoolers. And so that was really great. And then I had no idea like what to do with these girls because like they were just like crazy. They were crazy. They were insane. They're off the wall. And... But there was, like, so, like, all the small groups were, like, super distracted. Like, some of them, like, didn't want to talk. And I was like, okay, like, God, just somehow have that one night this week. And then Wednesday night, is Jamie, I don't know his last name, the old youth pastor who used to be at Harvest, uh, Lawson? Yeah. Um, he was talking about surrendering things to God. And then he, like, had the girls or the kids write down like, something on a piece of paper. And then they gave us what they were surrendering to God on that piece of paper. And we just started crying, and we just were bawling, and we were bonding, and then we missed the night game, because we just wanted to stay in small group. We're like, Lexi and my co-counselor, Michaela, can we stay in small group and not go to the night game? And I'm like, yes! And it was so great. And then um, that was just a great night, because I could just see their hearts, and then the next day, they were off being crazy again. And I also learned how leaders feel when they're, because I've never been a leader, really. And I was like a mom, and I was like, be quiet, go to bed. And I was like, that's not what I would usually do. And because I was the crazy kid that never wanted to go to bed. Um, And so it was just a great week. And that was the end of my week. And then, so after the week, Greg came up to me, and he was like, so how was your week? And I was like, so great. And he was like, that's so good. I'm like, yeah, I don't even want to go to college anymore. I just want to go and, like, be ministry. And that was kind of like a joke. But then all of a sudden, like, I felt God was calling me to, like, stay home and, like, go to Clark and stay here and, like, do ministry and work with middle schoolers. And so that's what I decided to do. So, like, two weeks before I was going to school to George Fox, I decided to not go to George Fox and go to Clark, and it's going to be so great, and I'm so excited to do ministry, and that's my story. Cool. Well, thank you. So, a few years in a row now on this Sunday, I've worked my way out of having to preach, though I was ready. Um, we're probably going to go 10 minutes over. We won't beat around the bush. <laughs> uh, there's a couple songs that, that we, uh, I just think we need to sing, like in response to God. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday, and actually let, let's invite the band up, and we're, we're about to take the offering as well. I'll pray for that in a moment. But I was thinking about just how enjoyable this day is to hear stories, you know, and, and uh, man, there, there's so many more stories that you could have heard, like multiple people coming to Christ. Um, there's one student, um, that uh, has been around the youth group for uh, like a year, year and a half or so, started meeting with one of our staff members and just going through the Bible and, uh, and checking out Jesus. And then this year at, at high school camp, like, gave her life to Christ. And the year before, her best friend had done it. And, man, there, there's so many stories. There's a guy we brought. Uh, he was kind of, he was kitchen crew, and it was kind of last minute. And I didn't know anything about the guy, really. And he was just, I think he was just at the end of his rope and, and just met Jesus at camp and just incredible stuff. Anyway, so I was, I was thinking about what today might be like and hearing stories. And then I was like, man, what if we had a service like this, not just because of youth, but because like all of us were just a part of God's kingdom work and that, that we had the courage of youth to tell the people we work with and our neighbors and the people we're coaching soccer with, whatever, about Jesus. Um, at middle school camp, uh, one of the nights we, uh, we looked at Barnabas, whose real name is Joseph, um, but he's called Barnabas. That means son of encouragement. And that's the name he went by because he was just that encouraging all of the time. He's the guy that took Saul, um, who, who uh, went from persecuting Christians to preaching the gospel to Gentiles. So he, he took him... Uh, to the leaders of the church and stuck up for him and said, no, 
Like what God's doing in, in, in his heart is real. We need to trust him. And he went on the missionary journey with him. And um, he, he walked alongside uh, Saul, who became Paul. Um, and there's this other guy, John Mark, who deserted uh, uh, Paul and Barnabas at one point. And, uh, and uh, I think in Acts 14, uh, Barnabas and, and Paul get in a, in a disagreement. Because Barnabas wants to continue to bring John Mark, even though he'd kind of screwed stuff up. And Saul's like, or Paul, he's like, no way, I'm not going to do it. So, so Barnabas leaves to go continue to pour into John Mark. And then later, in, in one of the epistles, uh, Paul says, man, bring John Mark to me. He is such an encouragement to me. He's so helpful to me. And anyway, so we had all the middle schoolers um, think about who could be a Barnabas in their life. Like, who, who could they go and ask, like, will you help me follow Jesus? Um, and I don't, I don't know how many of them actually went home and did that. If you're a middle schooler and you're at camp, you should do that. Um, but actually, all of us, man, who's your Barnabas? Like, who, who is pouring into you? Who is loving you so that you can follow Christ? And are you ready to be a Barnabas? You know, and maybe that's to someone that knows Jesus already. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's to the person that you share a cubicle with. Um, but man, God, God wants all of us to be a part of his kingdom work, not just high schoolers and middle schoolers, you know, for a week at camp. So uh, I'm going to pray. We'll take the offering, and then we'll close with two songs. Jesus, uh, you are so good, Lord. And we, we thank you that, that we get to know you, God, that you've revealed yourself to us, that, that you've shown us like, what a big deal our sin actually is and that we need a Savior. Lord, I thank you for, for all the work that, that you've been doing. And obviously, it, it wasn't just a week of camp, God. You've been orchestrating these things for years and decades, God. And we, we praise you, God, that you are so good, Lord, and that you are mighty to save. Jesus, we want to we follow you, God. We want to have that courage. Lord, uh, this offering that we're taking, um, God, will you give us wisdom? Will you help us to know how to use this money um, so that your kingdom can be built, so that disciples can, can be made, Lord, so that, that the gospel reaches um, everywhere that you want it to reach, Jesus. Lord, uh, God, I just thank you for the lives of these students and, and uh, just how you've impacted them, how you've impacted me and, and many others through them, Lord. In your name, amen. So ushers, you can come forward and, and we'll sing a couple songs together.